Thanks, Dad. The only real music's gonna last. <laughs> All that other bullshit. Gravelly. It's here today and going tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like this beat. It's a cool beat. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let him speak. I know I'm meek, but the mill's loud. I watch the throne. Kings kill when the prince feels power. It's the real deal. Holy field, holy shit. Holy grail, silver spoon, tune, young buffoon. Yeah, they know me well. I'm making moves, couldn't lose, doing Parker Lewis. Hot on my own, self-emulate, I could be a Buddhist. Hot on my own, check your tone, check your stance, homie. You don't even like me, you just trying to get my fans, homie. So nerdy, but the flow wordy. Brain freezing with the flow slurpee. Ice cold, but you know I burn cash like I had herpes. Not true, but I'm that dirty. Niggas quit being hot, man, cold turkey. While I'm out in Kauai, man, soul searching. And these niggas be afraid, and I'm so certain. Cause they don't know what to do when the world's Hello, broken. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. Thank you, Gambino, for that lovely ass intro. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Jake, who are we talking about today? We're going to talk about Gambino a little bit. Sixth anniversary of Because the Internet. Oh, yeah. Hit y'all with a little oh, yeah? classic Evergreen episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, I love when he says, just sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Bro, this. So when we did the ride-in, Hakeem was like, surprise me with the ride-in track. And yeah. I was like, well, damn, I can't really surprise you because I got to pick the time, like, when to start it. Right. And he was like, damn, I forgot about this freestyle. <laughs> I really freestyle. did. I think... Uh, Little Dicky ain't got shit <laughs> on this freestyle. This, the only Sorry, person Dick. for a long time, dude, the only person that I would say, I popped I pop my peas there. Uh, the only person I would say had a more memorable freestyle... Um, would be like Juice World. Juice World now, I would say, is he's going to be like immortalized, I would oh, say, for yeah. his freestyles. Oh, yeah. He has two one hours, two one hour long videos of, Dummy. of just freestyling. Dummy. It's absolutely insane. I was listening to those today. Whew, son. Which I, a lot of those are a little bit of written, but you can't sit there for an yeah. hour and not not come up no, with no. some written. And a lot of it you could tell was original content. Even his is probably, it's probably some written. I mean, yeah. There are, but in Juice Worlds, there are even moments where he like stumbles. Oh, you can like, tell, uh, but he, he comes up and just gets right back on it. Man. So what you know for this episode? What's your, what's your fact this, this episode? I got two action for okay. you. I'm an adult. I'm two facts. Two, two facts. Um, so the first fact is that Frederick Bauer the creator of the Pringles can is actually buried in one. And it's an original flavor. I'm okay. sure it was like... I maybe yeah, it's it got to be huge unless yeah, he was like or cremated. cremated yeah. Maybe. Could see that too. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> your other fact is the state bird of California is the California quail. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> I don't know if I've used this one before. I may have, but this is hilarious. The male gypsy moth can smell a virgin gypsy moth from 1.8 miles away. Damn. And in parentheses, they have pretty good trick. Just sniffing virgin blood out there. Yeah. That's amazing. Weird. It's amazingly weird. Yeah. If you didn't know, Jeffrey Epstein was a gypsy moth. Shots fired. And he didn't kill himself. Yeah. We should do Playboy Cardi ad libs. (laughs) All right. So on a previous Evergreen episode, we're going to try doing these little segments. We're doing a thing called (laughs) Just One Night. Wife for Life, Not My Type, loosely based off another childhood game. FMK. Yes. It, if you know, you know. <laughs> so who's my three people you got for me this episode? Oh, okay. So for this episode, I'm actually going to make it super easy for you. Rosie O'Donnell, Lizzo, and um, Oprah Winfrey. Okay, well, 
<laughs> Rosie O'Donnell is by definition not my type. I don't think she'd be too into me. Good point. Yes. So that's analytics right there. I just I I knew. Um, Oprah definitely wife for life. She got that bank. And I guess Lizzo's the, the just one night. Hopefully after the, the, the Timberwolves game, because she was looking right. Um, She'd be wearing that dress for you, dude. Don't yeah. worry. All right, so I got you on this one. All with, right. With this being kind of a fun game, we don't want to make it like too like, nah, bro, her titties fine as fuck. We're, yeah. We want to make it like a little classy. Like that one was kind of, you had to think about that one a little right. bit. So these are going to be fictional characters. Obviously, these the act- actresses are real. Oh, okay. I thought you were going for anime girls. No, I don't know too much about that. <laughs> right. Anime and hentai are different. Yeah, so... I like both. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Pam Halpert, played by Jenna Fisher on The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, Ann Perkins, played by Rashida Jones on, on uh, Parks and Rec. And Elaine Venice from from Seinfeld, played by, oh, God, what is her, her actual name? Um, I got you, bro. Something Dreyfus. Maria Louise Dreyfus, I think. Because I always thought she was related to Richard Dreyfus, but she's not. It's definitely Dreyfus. Julia Louise. Julia Louis Dreyfus. So you got Pamela Halpert, Ann Perkins, and Elaine Bennis. Elaine Bennis is mine just one night. Cause okay. Mm, she makes me uncomfortably just. I just. I watched Seinfeld almost only for her. And um, who's the second girl? Pam Halpert? Not Pam. No. Oh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Perkins. Sorry. Rashida Jones, wife. Wow. Pam, not my type. Okay. And to be fair, you can ask a lot of people. I caped for the fact that um, Rashida Jones' character was hotter than Pam. And I was saying that. No, I was no, like, no, no, I know, I know, I know. It's the minority choice, but that's my choice. Um, I I just, she, it's just, it's everything about her, dude. She's just a total package for me. Okay. But that was really difficult, I'm gonna be honest with you. Because I, I tried to switch it up. any of them. I almost threw Lois Griffin in there, but I didn't know like <laughs> cartoons like that. That may be a little odd. But, oh Peter. No, that would definitely be my wife, bro. Peter gets away with an unreal <laughs> amount of shenanigans. <laughs> so that would definitely be wife. I haven't watched that show in so long, dude, I miss it. I yeah. Miss it. I got I catch an episode here and there, but I really haven't watched it in a while. Let's talk about Childish Gambino. Because, because of the internet. Uh, released this is kind of important. So, um, Childish Gambino's because the internet was released sometime later in 2013. I think it was December. Not 100 percent sure. I can look it up. Yeah, it's not like we don't have two computers, two pocket computers <laughs> laying next to our computers. We have three computers. Yeah. Um, we got so Max on deck. The release date for okay, I was gonna say December 9th, but the release date for because of the internet is December 10th. The release date for Yeezus? Well, bro, we're both dumb because it was obviously released later in the year because today is the, the six-year anniversary right. and we're late in the year. I'm a, we're both dumbasses, yeah. dude. Shut up. <laughs> Didn't take a computer to tell us that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, because of the internet, December 10th, uh, 2013, Yeezus, June 10th. Okay, June 18th. June 18th, my bad. I can't read Computers it. can't tell Hakeem shit. <laughs> you can't uh, tell me nothing. Na, 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 <laughs> till I get my money right. Oh. Oh. Do you think that there is some similarity in production-wise between Because of the Internet and Yeezus? I, I don't want to say so much as the sound, but right. how like chopped up it was and... The first listen is kind of grating, like because right. it's such a shock. Like you really are not 
prepared for what you're going to hear the first time. Like now, obviously, we go back to Jesus. It's on sight. Yeah. Like obviously, I'm pumped to listen to Jesus, right. but you're you're already accustomed to how the sound in the environment and the landscape of the way it sounds is going to change. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think as far as that goes, yes. I felt like I just felt like it was important to point out that both those albums came out in the same year because this was right before 2014, and the groups that really pop off in 2014 are Shabazz Palace and um, uh, Death Grips, and I think for a while, hip-hop was going in this sort of industrial, abrasive direction. Uh, Tyler, the creator, I think, yeah, did that a little bit, that. too, but not not really industrial. They're more so just dark. Yeah, and just um, ne- never knowing what to expect. Right, right. In production and lyrics. Yeah. I think that, to me, you know, I think this is important. There, every generation should have a golden age of something. A golden yeah. age of me- movies, golden age of music. Uh, a lot of people would say the golden age of hip-hop is the 90s. To me, the golden age of hip-hop is... 2010 to about 20 I think that's kind of on our age right. because if if you talk to people that are 10 years older than us they're like nah bro the 90s was it right I would for me 20 like 2013 to 2015 in particular at even 2016 maybe there's such prolific albums that came out around that time that means so much to me now being almost 25 2010 to 2020 is a huge decade, and we're going to end up talking about that on a later episode. Right. But 2010 to 2020 is a decade for hip-hop. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's its own golden age. I think the dark ages of hip-hop, no question. Heard that, boomers. <laughs> this is the golden age. Just just so you know. Just yeah. keep it keep it clear. Hooks, lines, and hip-hop says the golden age is now. Yep. Um, the, the dark age of hip-hop, though, Boomers and Zoomers alike can agree is the mid two thousands. Yeah, we got Laffy Taffy when we got the, <laughs> the party rock. Hey, hey, Look, I'll I'm, fight I'm, you. Right I'm the now. biggest proponent for arguing for Plies, and I love Plies. But Becky is a classic. <laughs> this isn't a misogynist po- podcast, by the way. Becky is a classic. Becky is a classic. Dude. Girls even like Becky. I, I almost said something very off color. Like it almost came out. Like I, I pursed my lips. Like my lips were fixed to say what I was going to say. And I'm I didn't sure say they it. were just like about to get back Yeah. Anyways. I, I remember when I, I, there was a time I was listening to that in high school mm-hmm. and um, the beginning started and the teacher that I was in, my headphones were not plugged in all the way. And she said, nope, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, groundbreaking but yes the the early to mid 2000s was a rough age rough. For soldier boy was in there we had crank <laughs> we had crank hey put some respect on crank that we've we've we already had an episode that. talking about soldier boy's influence and it, it's a lot it but means he's, a lot. he's still a meme it means a lot yeah but he's a meme he's a meme because the internet because the internet great job bringing yeah. it back full circle what were your first... You said this was really like a shocking listen. Obviously, uh, I, I is it still now? Would no, you no, say no, no, it's no. still abrasive? I'm, I'm just talking about the way, like, the first time you don't know yeah, you what don't to know expect. What you're getting into. And we really only had, uh, what was it, Camp? Yeah. That Before this, and that was just more of a... And the mixtape, The Great Camp, you know, yeah. if you are Again, rapidly rap, like, just kind of just straightforward rap. 
And then this is really when the production kind of switched up. I think Gambino got a little bit more artistic. And this is, I don't want to say a resume for Gambino, but there's a lot of singing on here, which obviously um, the latest album. Because of, uh, I'm sorry, it's not because of my Awaken My Love. Yes. Was a lot more singing. We did it together. Yeah. A little more artistic, less rapping, and I think this is kind of resume, like, hey, this is what I can do. And the biggest thing I can say about Childish Gambino, everything he seems to do, he does, not to be cliche, but he does it to 110%. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, if you've watched his stand-up comedy and what he did on... Um, so funny. Community, he's fucking hilarious, yeah. Dude, and Community is one of my favorite Do you remember the skit time. where he's, uh, where he says, like, white people will never <laughs> understand sex because of what that one girl said? She said, fuck me with that N-word dick. <laughs> and he said, I- I'm sorry to all you white people that will never understand. He said, but... That was, that was turning him on or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is hilarious. Yeah. Like, he, he made an analogy about picking up a girl and he was listening to his music. And she, like, kind of looked down on him like, you listen to your own music in the car? And he, would, he said, like, if, if I worked at a sandwich shop and made sandwiches, would you say something bad about me when I make a sandwich at home? Yeah. But he's just, he's fucking hilarious. And everything he does, he seems to do it to the, like, balls to the wall. Right. And he's, you know, he's successful in a lot of those Oh, absolutely. When Gambino came out, this is really important. The fact that Gambino put out as much music as he has, for some of you who are younger or maybe didn't follow Childish Gambino's uh, resurgence into hip-hop, he was criticized endlessly for getting into rap, for making rap. A a lot of critics reviewed Camp very negatively. However, as a kid who was in about 16 or 17 at the time, when Camp came out, it was really such a fun experience. The stories that he was telling on that project were were important. Um, You had... You had some like some of his biggest hits are on Bonfire. there, like Bonfire. Yeah, that was the one I was gonna say, and um, Freaks and Geeks, which yeah. you know, if you can't rap that word for word, are you even a Gambino fan? Like, no, that's he. But he faced endless criticism. A lot of people said like he sh- he shouldn't even be making music. He should go back to acting. People who said that people who didn't like his acting said he should go back to stand up. There are certain people who just get a lot of. It's hate. kind of this, and, and I don't want to compare him to Kanye, except in this aspect again, right. like we talked about Jesus. But Kanye was kind of addressed that when he was trying to get into fashion, like they're like, "Oh, he's the rapper. Like right. you're a rapper." And I think when people when he was saw a camp, producer. You're yeah. the producer. You shouldn't rap. Yeah, That's when people he, heard Camp, you're like, no, bro, you're that funny dude on Community. Like, I think Troy. they're just putting him in a box. Right, and and even because of the internet, we're reading even the reviews for this one were not positive. However, Vice uh, put out an article around that time saying the reason why people don't like the because the internet is because of the internet. The, it was it, you know when something receives a lot of hate online. Even if you haven't necessarily experienced it, you kind of just want to pile on because it's a mob mentality online. Yeah. But going back to this album, I think it's aged. I, well. I said it aged like wine in my review, but I think that's a shitty analogy and it's kind of contrived. Uh, it's aged so well and it really hits on themes and sounds that we hear now that we I feel like we just started here. Yeah. And... The thing too is, I think with like me comparing it to a resume, I think the majority, like of anybody that likes Childish Gambino, whether you liked him for Awake in My Love or you liked him for Camp, 
you're going to find elements of, of both on here. Not so much Awaken My Love in the instrumentation that came along with it, but the fact that he was singing and doing it to a high level. Like Awaken My Love, I'll go back to Redbone, um, Zombies. Was that? Zombies is so good. But that's one where you have to be in the mood to listen to, and it's a whole experience, start to finish. I, I don't. You can't. It's harder to go back to just like one or two tracks, right. aside from Redbone, because it was the huge hit. He had the Baby Boy, I think it's called. I can't remember. And the only one I really liked on that was the. She wanna go to California. Yeah. yeah I didn't like bad. that. That's but true. this is this is the classic Gambino album to me. Like this is the one I can go back to, relate with the most, and enjoy the most. It was also the last time he's rapped. Yeah. He has not really rapped since. No. And it's it's kind of a gripe. Well, it's not a gripe, but it's a lot of things that Gambino fans point out is like, they want this back. But when it came out, you guys didn't appreciate it. And now that it's been six years since this has come out, um, what I want to point out most is the production. I think that stands out as like really a feat. And it's so... It's such a jump from camp. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, camp, like we said, is kind of rapidy rap. Right. It's just straightforward rap. And it's and it's your first real attempt at a uh, at a studio album. The fact that this is your second is insane. Yeah. And and also, like you said, this is just somebody who kind of does it all. Like, did he win a Grammy for Awaken My Love? Uh, I believe he did. I think he did. And the fact that you're a Grammy winning artist, or a, let's see. We'll see what the... Or at least he got a nod. I know that. I don't know if he won. Uh, oh, yes. Did it the, that win? song received three Grammy Award nominations, including Record of the Year, eventually winning the award for Best Traditional R&B Performance. That's amazing. The fact that he's a Grammy Award winning artist and he's somebody that, he's somebody that you um, didn't even want to listen to yeah. for a while is really amazing. Amazing and speaks to his talent. Yeah, and I don't think that album was very well received. I think out of like the just diehard hip hop fans, because when you heard a new, okay, new Childish Gambino. Like honestly, when I saw it, when we saw the singles, I obviously knew it was going to be a little different, but I didn't expect it to be zero rap. Right. So I think a lot of people at first kind of took it with criticism, being like, I wanted to hear him rap again, kind of the same way you said, like you should have appreciated it when it was out. Right. Right. And and I also think another reason why uh, Gambino hasn't gone back to rapping. It's kind of the same reason why he hasn't gone back to stand-up. He seems to be a person where it's like, I did it, I achieved it, let's see what else I can do. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's doing, he did a Star Wars movie. Oh, for if you haven't seen him in Solo, if you're a fan of Star Wars or know anything about Star Wars, his portrayal of Lando Calrissian is incredible. Right, right. What were, what were some of going back to because of the internet? What were some of your favorite tracks? I liked World Star a lot. The Worst Guys with Chance the Rapper. That was still in like the acid rap phase. They had um, God, what was the favorite song? song. Had, yeah, favorite song. <laughs> so it was kind of almost like a throwback to that. Uh, there was rumors of a collab album between them, kind of the same way Kendrick and J Cole. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> Not anymore. And Pink Toes, Would and I was in two thousand five. Sweatpants. Those are like the the five that I would go back to heavy. Right. For me, the the ones I go back to the most are uh, World Star, um, Telegraph Ave, Sweatpants, No Exit, and um, oh, Flight of the Navigator. Okay. I think that the it starts out with the guitar strings from Eternal. Shout Sunshine. out to Childish Gambino for having Azalea Banks on an album. Yeah, this was back before she went kind of nuts. 
Um, I love that song between them. The the uh, he also had Thundercat. Thundercat produced um, one of the most underrated producers of all time. Yeah, one of the. I mean, he also produced for Kendrick. Yeah. With To Pimp a Butterfly, so again, just showing you the amount of uh, I I guess the amount of star power on this project. I mean, you have Jenna Echo, you have the Thundercats. Um, Chance the Rapper and Chance was just coming up still and the fact Gambino I would say was the bigger name out of the two of them yeah at this point at this point this is before he put out Coloring Book which is when I I think his star really yeah as far as yeah being a pop mainstream like mainstream yeah he was known to you and I and he was big in in hip hop but he wasn't the name that he is now now you say Childish Game or Chance and, like, moms know who he is. Hot shower. <laughs> I got muscles like Superman trainer. You know I love this bass like I'm Megan trainer. She is pretty bad. You know I'd like to bang her. This shit is bad. I tricked you into thinking it was a banger. I'm done. I'm done. I know I'm going to play the beat for hot no, shower. Don't, don't, don't. You. Thank you for the baby for picking up the fucking slack on that track, but let's not get really off on a rant. He really did. Oh. Well, the thing I liked about because of the internet, aside from the fact that it's it's sonically it's really good, he's uh, criticizing a lot of the internet culture and making fun of it. Like, like on World, World Star. Right. The whole point of World Star, I mean, of course, the, the immediate joke is like people getting beaten the shit out of on World Star. But the fact that the end of it, when he comes with that refrain of we all just want to be on World yeah. Star, it's, it's that desire to be famous, but being World Star famous was, for the wrong thing. World Star was really like, I think, I, I, it didn't really start there, it was but YouTube. viral. It was that like, was like yeah. when viral started, like, bro, did you see this, this fight on World Star? And it was always a fight. Yeah. It was always a fight. Remember the girl who got hit in the head with the Sharkisha. Oh, no, this is somebody different. But yeah, Sharkeisha beat your ass up. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that was... Some of those videos, and there's still a bunch of fight like profiles on yeah. Twitter. That shit honestly makes me sick yeah, I don't when like I see it. it. I never really watched that stuff. There was one... There's a few that I watched. <laughs> but, and I know people be like, bro, you watch the UFC. But those people are in there getting bags. They're the trained professionals. These people are like killing other people well, you should see, like, damn when, near on Twitter. When a dude's like nose goes crooked... On like a, you know when they break their nose and shit on the videos like that is that's too much for me. But if I see it in the ring, it feels like it's a sport. It's part of what I expect. Yeah, you know it's different. Um, but World Star again, the thing I love that track because it's kind of criticizing the culture, and the whole point of this album is almost like it's a big. It's not a joke, but it is kind of like a troll, I guess. Oh, speaking on that culture of trolling in the internet. And um, another track that hits that well is um, well, he, Sweatpants. Yeah, too. well, the, before you move on to Sweatpants, to yeah. play into that, um, is that the one where he says, faker than some sweet and low? Yeah. Really, are you eating though? Like, that's right, exactly right. what the internet is. Like, right. look at all this shit I got. And he's saying, like, are you eating though? Right, right. It is that fake flexing, which now I think that's even bigger of an issue than back in 2013. Oh, absolutely. Now you have whole profiles that are just based on... Uh, People showing off cars and houses, and then you see documentaries talking about how oh it's just rented, or oh, you have people in Russia who um, who rent private planes to take pictures in them. Have yeah. you seen that? I have. It's a whole racket. Dude. I did. I did read an article the other day about these two Instagram influencers who are 
like dating. And mm-hmm. apparently the guy's mom has two jobs to pay for their lifestyle. Now, this, what? I mean, it could just be a clickbait ad, but I had seen these people before. I, I can't tell you their names, but I had seen them right. on like Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, but if that's true, that's some fuckery. It is. It is. It is. And this album is also about um, an upper, the idea of it being an upper middle class black kid. That's what uh, um, Childish Gambino said that when he made the album, the character, the boy, is sort of based off of Jaden Smith. Yeah. So do do you think maybe that's why he received a little bit of criticism, because he was an upper class black guy, like one of the biggest arguments. Like what what can you really know about hip hop? Right. Like the same thing we talked about on the J Cole Evergreen episode. Like they could be criticizing him. Like you you didn't live this life. Like how are you gonna come in and rap? Doubly so for Gambino is the fact that he started off as an actor. Yeah. And a comedian. That's really where things kind of I think get rocky for him. Uh, nowadays, with with hip hop changing, I don't think that's as much of an issue now. Because I think a lot of people who make music, some of the newer newer acts, would tell you that they didn't come from a life of gang violence, but they rap about it yeah. still. Uh, as long as you're, to me, rapping is like writing a book. If you're able to tell me a story in an engaging way, whether or not you're the character that the that the story's based off of doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we helped a couple months ago. We helped that those two guys record. Right. And if, if you'd have told me that when that guy walked in, he was going to rap that well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to tell you no. that. And I think that's another thing about it too. I don't care what, what color you are. Mm-hmm. I, I had a line on like an old mixtape that I had written. And I said, uh, pretty much talking about, cause I had a lot of people like, bro, why are you rapping? That's black people music. And I'd be like, no. And I have a line that says, Jesus Christ was Arabic. Can I sing How Great Thou Art? Yeah, How Great I Thou Art is a, is a hymn. Right. But Jesus Christ was Arabic. Right. Can, I'm not, I can't be a Christian or relate with Christianity because I'm yeah. white. It's the same thing. And it, it goes both ways. Like, right. I don't care if you look like DMX and you're up there singing country music. If you can sing country music, then yeah. hats off to you. Right. So I think art, I try to make it about the art, less about the person that's delivering it. Right. And this is really very ambitious as an album because of the fact that you have the screenplay that's also sort of incorporated. I don't think it's necessary to uh, to read the screenplay in order to enjoy the album. Uh, I do think it adds more context for certain tracks. I was able to get a physical copy of the uh, screenplay because I bought the vinyl. Right. And the vinyl comes with a big book for the uh, screenplay. Uh, you should definitely give it a give it a... A read if you're really into this album. Um, it, it's available online. You can find it online. It's pretty easy to find. Yeah, and if you need a link to a, a ripped off version, just DM me. <laughs> I'm all about that rip off lifestyle. Right. I buy fake vans. <laughs> just kidding. What a great shoe to get a bootleg of. One that you, <laughs> One that you can pay $40. I paid 35 for these joints, bro. <laughs> They break twice as fast. No, that's just a joke. How much music I pirated in high school? Oh yeah, FBI is not. Hey, 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 allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. No, it's confirmed. Allegedly. I'm the the reason Pirate Bay got shut down. (laughs) Oh my god, Thundercat was featured on Shadows. Okay. Um, he's got backing vocals on there. Uh, a lot of a lot of talk on this album is about uh love, um, failed relationships. Uh, in the later tracks, he's sort of reminiscing on that lost love. He's also talking about selling drugs on Pink Toes. You know, never forget the Kilo. Um, I like the 
I just, I really would love to have seen like a long music video, kind of like a runaway. Yeah. For one of these tracks, I think that would have been really interesting. But the album is really rich visually and sonically. Like, I feel like you could listen to this album, close your eyes, and it paints a picture for well, you. I remember going, I used song. to go to sleep listening to this. Yeah. And I could see that because it's just, it's so vivid. It's so vivid. It's, it was really unique for the time when it came out. Now, we did get some amazing concept albums around this time as well. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but hip-hop, was a, there was a bit more of like an event for these sort of projects. Nowadays, with streaming, music just kind of drops. And yeah. I feel like an album... Well, this was still... Like, 2013, you still had to... Like, if you wanted to right. buy... If you could go on your phone and download it from iTunes, mm-hmm. like, mobily. Right. But... When this was out, we were in high school. We didn't have the money to just like if I sign if I bought that, it was charged to my parents, and they'd be like, "What you buying?" Yeah, right. Like, is this necessary? And now we spend four ninety nine, and we get everything we want. Right. So I think that's part of it too. When we the same kind of thing I was talking about this with somebody the other day. When there was a movie that I a horror movie that I can't watch just makes me sick. Like I, I don't know something about it makes me feel like I can't continue watching it. And mm-hmm. I asked myself like, would I have stayed if I was in that theater? Like knowing that I paid for it. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing with actually going and spending $13 on an album. Like, even now, like, when when Juice died, I, I was in Target right after, and I tried to find a physical copy of Death Race for Love because I just I wanted to have a physical copy. Right. But I think when you invest your actual money, like, obviously, you're investing it with Apple Music, but $13 is more than four ninety nine a month. Right. You're spending $13, and you only can listen to this album. Mm-hmm. So I think you had a little bit more invested to actually sit down and try to understand and really, like, dig deep into albums. When now, I mean, there's been albums we've listened to like Gunna's. There yeah. may be some stuff we missed in Gunna's, but the first four fucking tracks were so bad. Right. Just, you don't find, even go we can go to it. something else that we actually like. Or even albums that like you love now, they don't last as long as albums that I loved then because of the fact that less music came out yeah. too. Like with streaming, well, we weren't as aware of it because if some if an underground artist was putting it out, you'd had to go online and purchase Dude, I, a physical copy I that was mailed think, to you. I still think in general there was just less music coming out because yeah. there wasn't as many acts. You didn't have platforms like SoundCloud hadn't really been as big yet to where rappers were popping off of that. So, yeah, right. there was less there was less music out. But I mean the fact even the way an album was structured like yeah. this album, I mean there's not really anything I would say that came out this year aside from Igor that I would say is conceptual. Yeah, no. There's like a, a start to finish concept. Everything else, it, it feels like it's more just a compilation of Do songs you think that's maybe made an album. Because of the direction that streaming has done. I mean, we've talked about this endless times, but we've you kind of coined the t- term a la carte album. Right. Like now, I, and it kind of seems that way, like artists like Trippy Red are putting together these albums. Like, okay, I know some of my fan base will like these four songs. Some of my fan base will like this. And... Now with streaming, you just go back to that one thing, whereas Gambino knew, okay, the majority of people listening to this are going to have to buy the album. Right. They're going to be more invested to listen, so let me put some structure and artistic elements and into the way that it's structured and how it flows start to finish. You're, you're absolutely right. And also it has to do with the fact that I think rappers were making more money from their albums when they, had, when they were, you know, when people were buying their albums, obviously, you know? Now, like when a, I, when an album percentage gets, wise, right. yes, obviously I think now artists are making more money than ever because of streaming because mm-hmm. of how accessible depending it is. on their deals, of course. Yeah, we don't but know before that yes, that would make sense economically that they're going to make more a portion because of the way that the Albums media and was rolled out. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, it's just, to me, this album is really special. There's not a song on here that really ranked below a 7. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, obviously, I knew I was a big fan of this album, but until I went back and I was like, I, it felt like I listened to it all, like, the, for the first time all over again. Yeah. And that was... I think part of that special. for me was like that a little bit because I hadn't really gone back to it in a while. Right. And I forgot how good the tracks outside of the five that I mentioned at the beginning really were. Right. And as we keep going through this episode, I keep drawing, like, connecting dots between him and Kanye. Mm. What other artist has made an out al- or had albums that sound drastically different each album and it's been a success? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah we we many. talked about Camp getting kind of criticized a little, but I think now going back on it, more people would appreciate it for what he is now that we've seen who Gambino is. Mm-hmm. But what other artist has done a different sounding album with proficiency and consistency of being well received each time? Right, it's not that many. Um, I will say Kanye. I think just his album. It's a bigger scale. It's yeah, it's much bigger, and the quality is. Insane. Yeah, budget, not budget's different too. Yeah. But also outside of music. Yeah. Like obviously in the last five years we've seen Kanye really do what he wants to do outside of music. But Gambino was doing a lot of things outside of music that gave him his in into music. Right. So I think with what they're doing with music, being able to come with, with that level of artistic ability each time while you're filming stand-up routines, filming TV shows, filming movies, mm-hmm. and still coming with that kind of quality of music is incredible. And a big right. argument for Kanye is that now that he's gotten involved in some of these things, maybe the quality of music has dropped a bit. And everything's getting rushed a little bit. Some yeah. people have said he, Jesus is King sounded a bit rushed. Same um, thing with Ye. Yeah, yeah. So I can't help but draw these connotations between the two, even though it is, like you said, it's a different, different scale. Yeah, I like to think of Gambino as he is he is like multi multifaceted as an artist. So... They are the same in that in that regard, but he's his own talent. He's his own uh, entity, and he is as I would say as culturally relevant as Kanye. If he puts out an album, I think it would it would not do the same numbers, but it would get as much talk, especially after Awaken My Love. I think that really put yeah. him on the map. Too. And he got a big look from Jordan Peele. I don't remember which song from Awaken My Love was on Get Out. Red what was it? Um, and that was a huge look, and that kind of gave him a little bit more exposure to some people that maybe wouldn't have heard Gambino. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, what are you rating this album? Uh, oh, I like that. Oh. I think I'd give it a seven. I would. I was thinking eight. Yeah. But there's a few like Earn. I mean, I know that's just a short kind of interlude. Yeah, it was really short. But there were a few tracks that. Unless I'm in the mood to listen to it start to finish, pretty much go unheard. Because of uh, really, when you asked me what were your favorite tracks, I gave you five out of nineteen. Right, right. That's fair. I gave it a nine. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, I said, for me, my final thoughts were. Um, it's it's by far Gambino's greatest contribution to hip hop. I would say uh, it's a moment that all all of his fans remember. They do ask for that because of the internet time. Uh, the themes of privilege, internet culture, drug dealing, celebrity, uh, love and love loss are all addressed here in a really concise package, and um, that's really important. Uh, the production, I think, is even better now than when it came out, uh, which that's very surprising to me. I didn't even know I would appreciate it even more now. 
it does have a lot of nostalgia for me, but I I would recommend this confidently to anybody. Okay. I like. I mean, I like it a lot. I, like I said, if I had to pick an album of the three between Camp This and Awaken My, Awake My Love, I would go back to this one over mm-hmm. over the others. Right. And there was one one we didn't really hit on was the Stone Mountain. Stone uh, Mountain and Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. And Kawhi that, was the. Uh, it was more, it was a mixtape. Right. I um, didn't like Stone Mountain. I didn't mixtape. really care for it too much either. No, I didn't. I didn't like it, but I did like the um, Kawhi uh, uh, project that was put out. He has the song "Sober" on there, which that I would say is another big hit for him. It. Uh, the thing about that one also, some of the proceeds went to preservation efforts in Kawhi as well. That was very cool. This was all produced by DJ Drama. Uh, the Stone Mountain portion, which uh, that was a very big deal. Yeah, I remember him tweeting about that, and he said, like, that was one of my dreams in hip-hop was to work with DJ Drama. Right, because DJ Drama, let's whether or not you care for him now or not. You should have went with Holiday Season. Right. (laughs) DJ Holiday. (laughs) But the work that him and Wayne did in the Dat Piff era is legendary. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. What are you playing with? Anything else? About no, Josh Gambino? No, that's it. That's it. Thank you. You think supposedly it's rumored that we're only really going to get one more album under the moniker Childish Gambino? So I and that may be him just trying to say, "Hey, this was a stage name. I'm everybody now will know me as Donald Glover." So I I don't think he's written off music. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, damn, he's going to retire after this last album." I wouldn't be surprised if he writes off music because, like I said, he's not coming back to. He Stand would, up. He, he would be one, I think, that would be kind of like an Andre. Like, okay, yeah. here's the last album. You'll get some features, maybe. But don't be looking for another album. Yeah. Right. Anything else you got to say? No, nah, bro. Oh, my God. I forgot about this mix. This. Oh, this, is, this ain't it. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Shout out old school Danny Brown. That another prolific artist. I forgot about this project, but I'm just had a wave of excitement when I saw it. Go look up that pimp. Royalty Childish Candy. Alright, guys. Thank y'all so much for listening. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Catch us on the next episode. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see